Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. We are joined today by the co-founders of Nuola, Neil Weimer and Rudy Halfman. Hello. Oh, he was brave Wait. there. He put my name first. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Let's it do it different. again. It was alphabetical no, no, order. Let's keep it as it is, really. I think that's only fair. That, you know, what one is? take. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, one take. That's it. That's what <laughs> podcasts are all about, right? That's it. It's official. We're changing it all. I that's that. right. There I goes my like sponsorship for the year. Yeah. I just like to throw in there that this is actually, and a lot of people probably know this anyway, but I just want to clear something up. Nuola is actually Rudy's company. Um, I am a consultant, if you will. Um, and my name is on there, but I don't officially really do anything in terms of the uh, the kit these days and haven't done for quite some time. So just to clear that up, it's Rudy's baby, really. Well, you're a, you're a stepfather, you know, you're, you're there at birth. You're the one who gave, gave part of the, uh, you know, to get it started. Yeah, that's I'm why in, I'm integral to the to the cause. Yeah, without Neil, that there'll be no Nuola. Put it that way. Oh. So that's that's how it is. So yeah, it'll always be Neil as you know a member of it and always associated with it. Because, like I say, you know, without him, there'll be none of this stuff like going around us. You know that we're all involved with, and you know all the opportunities that we've had. So. Yeah, for me, Neil's a massive part of it. So, yeah, that, gonna, there we go. Going to make me cry on the other end of this podcast. Oh, really. uh, no. <laughs> so, so, Neil is a massive part of this, but, but your name goes first on the Facebook page. Yeah. Well, okay. not anymore. I've got to change it, right? I've got to change it to Noella by Neil and Rudy, basically, now. I'm not too sure. Yeah, anyway, we started off a touchy is, moment. Can I say, my name's always going to be there. <laughs> yes. That's it. Well, that's the emotional stuff over with, I guess, then. So we'll start with, how did we start? Come on, then. Let's go. Okay. Uh, well, basically, um, I played a lot of basketball, and I was always the one like organising the kit and stuff like that. So I started off by doing uh, some, some basketball jerseys and stuff for like my local league. Um, but then Neil um, wanted, well, he mentioned to me about this sport called flag football because he was really interested in American football. So uh, I went along with Neil and then, yeah, basically it took off from there, really. I'll let, uh, let Neil tell, tell you about all the the reasons of flag football and how we found out about it, because it's all basically new to me. Um, I'm going to contradict you a little bit there, Rudy. Okay. Um, I didn't know about flag, flag football at the time. Um, it was uh-huh. more that um, I was the American football fan out of the two of us. Um, and I said, oh, why don't you do this in terms of the American football jerseys? Because they were a bit like rugby jerseys, the ones that we were producing. And so I came on board and started doing some research and you started doing research at the same time. And that included um, basically looking online and um, I went into Football America because Football America is like five, ten minutes away from my house um, to look at some jerseys that they were doing and um, bits and bobs, really. And it was almost it was 
auspicious timing, really, because I think we both decided, or not decided, we both sort of like we're having a chat and you were like oh i've been talking to this uh, team called the um steel city knights and i was like oh well, i've been in football america and i've seen this jersey and blah 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 and i think we could do this that and the other and it almost sort of organically grew from that moment in terms of the flag because i think you mm. got them on board and i think then calderdale and newcastle came on board almost more or less That's at the same right. time and it just started snowballing from that but in terms of the flag <clears throat> Sorry to contradict you, but I actually didn't know about Flag at that time. So ah. it was something that came off the back of that. Ah, yeah. Because I remember we went down to Leicester to watch the Eagles um, play that time. And we were, we were trying to find where they were playing. And <laughs> it took us ages. Uh, I remember that. And we went up to she- you came to Sheffield to, to watch one of the um, Sheffield University flag tournaments. And I think uh, we'd kitted out Steel City Knights by then. Yeah, so and then, that actually leads on to how we ended up doing the tournaments, if you remember rightly. Because mm, we were right. at that tournament, and um, I think we were talking to Matt Lola that's at, it. at the time, and the Vipers were playing, and there were some university teams there, and so on and so forth. And he started telling us about how um, that the tournaments in the States, where they played for a lot of money, and they had big tournaments, this, that, and the other. I mean... We didn't really even know anything about flag at this time. We were just very much sort of like along for the ride, weren't we? We were just sort of like, oh, mm. get a couple of teams out and we can we can maybe do something here. It's a bit of a niche sport, a bit of a gap in the market. But we were talking to Matt Lola and he was explaining that um, they had these tournaments going on. And I remember going home that night and I think you were the same because it was a Saturday and I remember I happened to be working the next day and I could not get sleep for the, for the excitement of the thought of you and I having the same thought at the same time and we could do this. Mm. And um, I think we were talking well into the late night, weren't we, about it, I think over Facebook or, or whatever it was at the time. And uh, we were both sort of like quite excited by the prospect. And I think then we sort of like went from there, didn't we? Yeah, just like like say snowboard into like, well, massive really. It was, it was, it was crazy. But the intention was for both of us as well. It was the two were hand in hand, wasn't it? It was like, oh, we can kit teams out, but if we kit these teams out, we need to get to know them better, and we can hold tournaments, mm. and and we can sort of like the two the two went hand in hand, and it just really built from that. So, <clears throat> and that all happened in the in the space of what probably about two or three months, really, didn't it? From what May to what maybe august yeah if, if, if not that's right not even less than that to be honest yes it's just like at the start it's just like one mental ride really of like everything kind of happening and people wanting stuff and you know then thinking about tournaments and everything it was just and again to play as well um you know add that into the mix yeah um i think we're pretty much not from the very start of like flag but definitely i think from when it started to get a lot more, you know, exposed, the exposure was a lot more and more people seemed to be playing. I think we just timed it right, really. I think I was just using this analogy with Marcus just now, just before we went live on the recording, but it was almost like the football is, or as was, was like Division One. And then the, the Premiership came along and we sort of like came along just at that right time Mm-hmm. and helped, well, we, we know we have, we're not blown around for it, we know we've massively helped grow flag in this country, um, 
by doing these tournaments and by kitting teams out. But it was like Division One and Premiership change. It just like all of a sudden the sport's just gone crazy since that moment. Yeah, it's just, it's just, so many like it's just yeah multiplied massively. Like tournaments here, there, everywhere, and you know the the standards got better and everything's just just got better really and more organised. Well, Rudy, let's go through your your life in, in flag football. Your your first teams up until now. Where, where have you played for, and who have you played for? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I played for the Vipers, having met them at that Sheffield uh, Uni like tournament. Uh, as invited to come down and just like have a play, have a go, and um, yeah, I just kind of just fell in love with it uh, because it, it was kind of like basketball. Um, and that's five on five, you kind of zone defense, man defense, that kind of thing. So I naturally kind of fit it into a, a defensive position because uh, I can't catch. Um, so I played, yeah, with those guys for four or five years or something, I think, quite a while. Um, and then I started up the, the Roosters. Um, so they've been going three years now, I think. But then in the meantime, I've like um, played for the, the Northern Longhorns in the OFL uh, Outlaw League. Shout out to Jordan. Um, and I've been to Big Bowl. Uh, I've just been, you know, blessed to be, be invited to, you know, to join some teams. Neil, I know you've uh, got a bit more of a, uh, a team in history than yours. Where, where have you been? So I remember starting playing almost out of annoyance at Rudy, actually, because um, he was already playing basketball yeah. and I, I wasn't really playing any sport at the time other than golf. Um, and I was the American football fan at the two of us. So Rudy had just like seamlessly found a team within like weeks. And I was like, what? That's not on. So um, I didn't really know the teams in and around us at the time because um, we were still sort of like, we were in the early days of kitting teams out and organising our tournament, really. So, um We'd started to get in contact with teams, but I didn't really know much about the Leicester Eagles at all. Um, so I went and actually played for the Vipers as well. Um, I say played for the Vipers. Um, played in a couple of tournaments. Played as a wide receiver. Any, anybody who knows me knows I can't run for love of money. So <clears throat> it wasn't um, wasn't really wasn't really for me. Although I appreciate the opportunity from Mike Sullivan and and the Vipers at the time, but. I'd always played quarterback as a kid. Um, we used to chuck an American football around since the age of eight, back in the eighties and um, in the in the early nineties and mid nineties. You always used to um, sort of play quarterback, really, even though I'd never been coached here. Just you know, I just had a, a decent throw on me kind of thing. So um, I think <laughs> I think off the back of um, possibly doing our tournament and then um, getting to know the Cougars better and. And this, that, and the other. We'd done a tournament. I think we did spring break, didn't we? And then I think I, I think the Cougars were looking for a quarterback at the time. So I said, "Oh, I'll, I'll quarterback for you." So I went quarterback for them. I think I played my first league game, and then so I was playing at Big Bowl. So um, yeah, a bit of a um, quick rise into actually playing in the league and so on and so forth. And then I played with them for like half. Um, wasn't quite um, 
enjoying it as much as I did the first year for whatever reason. And then um, I had a bit of a break and then I went to play for the Leicester Eagles. Obviously, being my hometown, very proud to have done that. I'm proud to play for the Cougars as well. But um, there was an opportunity to then go and play for the Eagles, so I did that. Um, but then I had to take a year out because the Huntsman and the Eagles um, uh, was pretty much classed for the for the youth and from their adults. So I took that that year out then, and then um, it sort of just sort of organically happened. Vinay, who was um, also at the Eagles. Um, the Eagles were on their down downward turn and we saw an opportunity where we had quite a few parents and so on and so forth playing for us. So, uh, well, sorry, wanted to play for, for the Huntsman. So we set up the Huntsman team. So effectively, they're the teams I've played for. But um, like Rudy, I've played for a couple of other scratch teams, played for obviously the, the Nuola teams. Um, and uh, I've turned out for, I can't remember it, all the or the other ones, but um, just random teams every now and then, really. But, uh, yeah, in terms of my playing career, that's where where I've been. But as you well know, Marcus, I'm retired now. So, despite your best efforts. I'm pretty sure that Brett Fire retired at least two or three times. There's always time for a comeback. Well, I did say to you <laughs> the other day that, um, given my record versus you and Rudy, so, so so good, I'd give you the opportunity to get one game back later down the line. So maybe later on this yeah. year, I'll uh, give you that opportunity should we ever be able to play flag again. <laughs> so are we talking one tournament comeback for Neil Weimer? Well, I've I've had it in my mind ever since my girlfriend um, told me something a few weeks ago um, about the number eight, because I always wear the number eight. And obviously with the shape of the letter eight, it's, it's it's infinite. So I've had it in my mind for um, a few weeks now to have a scratch team for a tournament called the Infinites. So yeah, watch, watch this space. You might see that mm. cropping up later this year, if not the beginning of next year. Just, just between you and me here, Rudy. If we if he sorts out a tournament, if the raccoons yeah. enter and the and the, uh, the roosters enter, we could both play for each team. Yeah, that's yeah. Three wins we can get back there. Or you're adding more luck. Exactly. Well. Your um, record then. So, you know. We'll see how they go on the field. Well, we'll... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see the future <laughs> there, Neil. We shall we'll see. see. I mean, apart from playing, Neil, you obviously, you, well, sorry, you were heavily involved in the coaching for a lot of teams. Yeah. So, coaching record and how's it going now? Um. So, been posted upon the BAFA page in the last couple of days that um, I've sat down as the head coach of um, University of Nottingham. Um, it was time constraints, it was just getting a bit much coaching Huntsman and Knots and trying to live like a normal life, really. So um, I was effectively, beginning of last year, I was coaching five teams. So you had the adult team, I was helping with the juniors Huntsman, although Andy Sweeney um, really is the coach of that. Um, I had my cadets and then I had two Knots teams. And I've coached over 150 people in the last year and that's crazy. It's great achievement and I'm really proud of it, but it ran me down towards the back end of last year. So um, just sort of really taking stock again this year, scaling back down to just really running the cadets, um, the Huntsman cadets now. And then um, maybe later on this year, sort of like reevaluating, see if there's opportunities to do anything else. 
That's the the national champion, the uh, Leicester yeah. Huntsman again. Yeah, so our cadets um, two times back to back champions. We're going for a three peat this year if we get the opportunity to play, um, and then the juniors um, won it for the first time last year. The runners up the year before that. So um, yeah, three national championships within the club, which is obviously a massive achievement. Um, can't sort of put into words like how much effort has gone into that and um, to see it come to fruition is like obviously amazing really um, If looking back on when first set it up obviously that was the goal it was always the goal to win one um, but to have three and to have a plate championship with knots as well um, yeah, it's crazy it's like it's beyond my wildest dreams really but still a long way to go and still a bigger trophy cabinet to fill okay, going back to Nuola Everybody's very familiar with the, the Nuola Bowls and all the tournaments you guys run. How did that first come about, that first one? Are you taking that one, really? Do you want me to kind of touched on it already? Yeah. Well, can I just say, first of all, how like, proud I was, or am, rather, of Neil, like winning all these uh, trophies and stuff, just because I know how much he loved, loves American football. Uh, just to see him like, coaching all the little kids and, you know, how much they, they listen to him and take everything on board. And, and then just to see Neil get all these these trophies and all the things he's achieved, you know, I'm like super, super happy and proud for him. So I know how much it means to him. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to put that in there. Um, but, yeah, back to the, the tournaments. Uh, the first one we did, I'll give a shout out to uh, to Craig Henry, ex-Coldedale Knights, now Lee's Samurai. Um, he helped us set the first one up up in uh, Halifax because uh, it was our first one we just went like all out just crazy um, we had Gridiron TV who were doing you know like uh, American Football UK highlights and stuff like that I think they'd just done the um, sorry that, uh, they'd just Adam... done the BAFA finals for the uh, that year as well hadn't they or, or were doing it yeah yeah I mean yeah uh, so that, that was a big coup we had uh, Adam from um, Adam Goldstein he, was, he had his book out about going around to all the, um, the the American stadiums you know football stadiums and stuff we had a uh, we had the model at the time Kim she came down uh, we just kind of like went all out just to to show like you know these things can happen because there's nothing really uh, that I remember uh, happening as such, like on such a scale to get people from like Scotland and wherever. Um, so yeah, it's just like a, a massive achievement. And yeah, I don't know if you guys. I think the closest thing to, to that, that was, that, I think we'd, we'd seen there was a gap in the market. And I think um, March Mayhem or Mayhem Madness, I can't even remember what it's called now. Uh, March Madness or March Mayhem, yeah. Uh, they were doing that down south. I think the expats ran that, not really sure, but. There just was, wasn't really much there, was there? It was just like you had the league and then there was no. very little. It was like a few friendlies. I think we'd you say we'd kind of helped pulling the flag do one prior, hadn't we? So Joe Cot- Joe Cottrell um, has obviously mm. been pulling the flag and Rudy and I had... Um, had we already helped him with that? Or was that later on next year? I can't remember, to be honest with you. No. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it was like in January, wasn't it? That was after, was it? Yeah, that was after us. 
So yeah, we just found a I'm pretty sure it was. And obviously we, we'd invited all these teams and that was where really sort of like the two hand in hand with the kit because I was sort of on social media, say on Twitter, with like approaching teams and really was on Facebook approaching teams and that's where we ended up actually going around the country a little bit, like going to tournaments and, and meeting the likes of the Eagles and the Cov Jets and so on and so forth and inviting them to come to the tournaments, although the Eagles didn't, but some of the other teams did and that's how we got to know some people and then when they turned up to the tournament it was like oh there we go nice to see you let's go yeah because I, I think uh, it was like an element of who, who the hell are these guys and then they actually got to meet us you know and, and saw that we weren't just like some random guy behind the keyboard yeah, trying to take people's money for nothing it? It, it kind of put a yeah. face to it as well but that's why it's like New Ola by uh, Neil and Rudy Um just so it, it it's got that like kind of uh, you feel safe. It's got that personal touch to it, rather than just like some random guys that people like. Who the hell are these guys? Yeah, I don't trust them. It's it, it kind of helped us like people to know who we are and you know know that we're in it for the long haul, not just trying to scam people. Yeah. It's, I think that was legitimate, key, wasn't it? It was like we don't want to just be seen as some guys that are just trying to take money off people. We're here to actually like get involved and be engaged and, you know, actually part, be part, part of the community. If not like, you know, help it grow. And, and effectively that's what we've done. And I think that's what we're probably the most proud of out of it all, isn't it really? So. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Um, I don't know what everyone else thinks of us uh, in the United General community, um, but I'd like to think that we have put something into the sport and and I help make it grow as much as we could. Um, you know, with what resources we've got. Um, they'd be interested to know what you know pe- people think of us, N- not to like for an ego boost or nothing, just to know that we're doing a good thing and it's all worth it. Um, I-, I don't know what you think, Marcus, of when you heard about us if you know if we're doing a good thing do you think or i mean everyone has always said it's one of those ones that if somebody says oh i'm I'm making a new team who do i go for for kit pretty much guaranteed that the first one people mention is you guys it's like a a by the players for the players sort of thing Hmm. Hmm. that's what we hope for anyway um yeah, I think uh, just going back to yeah. like the tournament, going back That's to it, the really. tournament itself, um, <laughs> just want to like mention because we want to do our tenth tournament at at some point this year if if we can, given the circumstances. But like throughout our tournaments, it's just like worth mentioning like who won it. So um, that particular um, one, it was the um, Sheffield Steel Knights who won it, wasn't it? Really, I think. Yeah. That's right, yeah, that's what we... Yeah, so they won the first one. We got down. And then we've done another uh, eight since. So, um, yeah, we're stuck on nine. We've been stuck on nine for a couple of years now. So you're on about New World Bowl 10. You know, with the whole like, situation we've got going on right now, it, it's difficult to plan anything. But have you, have you got something in the pipeline ready to go? We've penciled in September, haven't we? Yeah. But that was before all this kicked off, mm. so um, we've got to wait and see what happens with the league first, because obviously the league's probably going to get shoved back. Um, we think, and we're just literally hypothesising at the moment. Um, but yeah, the intention 
is or was or is still to um, do it in and around September time. Yeah, because it, it, was, it was hard enough trying to find a date anyway, and then all this happened, so it's it's quite hard. We we just can't tell at the minute. Obviously, we'd love to do one this year, um, but yeah, it's already what like April now, isn't it? So what's that? Not long. Um, so we just got to wait, really. I think to see what what develops with uh, Baffa, Outlaw, Big Bowl. You know, loads of like things that have you know been postponed or just waiting to see what happens. So hopefully this year, but if not next year, for sure. Well. Speaking of another tournaments that have been postponed, you've got Big Ball. Obviously, it's the, the European tournament. It's the one that everybody wants to go to. And if no, if you don't have a team, there's always that possibility of picking up some of the, the space in one of the new owner squads. What's your first memories and experiences of Big Ball? You can go first on that one, Ray. Yeah. If you can remember sure. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Be, yeah, being blindly drunk. Um, yeah, but basically, but basically, I just like to say thank you very much to uh, to Mandy and Mark from the Cougars um, for inviting me along, and for Neil as well for getting me invited. Um, without them, I would have never have gone, and um, yeah, I'm so glad that I did because I just had an, an amazing time. Um, you know, the sun was out; it was a new experience, and. You know, so many teams there that you could like just mingle with and get to know. Um, but my memory, even though it's probably disappearing throughout the night, was the like the cocktail party that they have in the evening, where um, I ended up getting a bit a bit wasted after a, a day in the sun of playing. And um, I believe I was told that I was kind of like carried back to the room almost. Uh, I was zigzagging down down the street. Luckily, the hotel was quite near. But, um, yeah, playing next day, I think we had a game at, like, nine or something crazy. And I was still, like, you, you were curled up. Up in a I didn't really know where I was. Sleeping, um, trying to find <laughs> shade. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was afterwards. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a good good time. It was a great time, but it was a bad time in the morning. But I sobered up in the day, and I think we did all right in the end. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that was a great great time uh so yeah I'm, I'm ever thankful for everyone involved and there's loads of stuff that happened as well around it you know there's like i think was that when the uh, thing you threw the, oh, the thing God. at someone's car yeah, window George, or something and smashed George, someone picked up a bench and yeah picked up someone's yeah we, we went, yeah. Say, i can't remember his name for legal purposes hey? but uh yeah it was just loads you know and I was like, well, no, he wasn't. Jed was, was playing with us after. as well. Um, yeah. Was that the one after? All right. Well, anyway, that's how my memory is. But um, yeah, that was great. So yeah, thanks again to everyone involved. And, and shout out to, you know, Carson and, and Ben from, from Wardolph, who's, you know, said it for all. Me, the team. Sorry, I'm just going to say for me, I've got obviously the same sort of memories as Rudy, but I've got very different things to take away from it. Um, I just started writing for Pulling the Flag, um, so I was writing chronologically like what was going on and publishing that thereafter. But um, my first, I'd only played my first game as quarterback for the Cougars like a week or two before, and then I had to like quarterback against Israel in my first game at Big Bowl. 
and like I was just getting dicked mm-hmm. on like part of my <laughs> language, but like I was throwing inception after inception. Anybody who's seen me play knows that's nothing new anyway. But um, I actually got the opportunity to throw a touchdown against Israel after um, I'd done like a live quarterback play or something with Jacob. No, I think it was Scotty Robinson threw it to Jacob Fear and he caught it on the one yard line or had his like shorts pulled down on the one yard line or something stupid like that. And um, I threw my first <laughs> touchdown against an international team that day. It was like a one yard pass um, uh, for a touchdown. So, like, my celebration, <laughs> I, I always remember my celebration. It was like I just went completely and utterly batshit yeah. crazy, like, to the sideline. Yeah, just went, just went completely yeah. melted yeah. Um, but yeah like Rudy says that tournament itself it was just a complete eye opener for us and an inspiration for things to come for us as well um, obviously we couldn't replicate what they'd done out there but we kind of like took a lot away from it to try and do ourselves as well um, but in terms of the tournament it's it's great and other tournaments like King Bowl are, are doing very similar things I actually prefer King Bowl at the minute I haven't been to Big Bowl for the last two years. Um, I thought King Bowl was fantastic last year, and I'm disappointed not to be able to go this year. But um, yeah, just it's it's the grand scheme of it, and all the different teams coming from all round. It's it's pretty special. I think Neil was that when we met the Japanese yeah, guys as well. Kampai guys was that that um, the year? Yeah, they were fun. There was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just Kampai. A lot of fun, wasn't it? Kampai. It was all new and fresh, and like everything that we were doing at that time, it was yeah. just um, a great time to be alive. So. I think we've every time anybody mentions Big Ball on on this on these podcasts, it's always one of those ones of I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about Big Ball. It's always been if you get the chance, go to Big Ball. It's just a massive experience for flag football and just the community yeah, as well. I came back deflated for like two, three days. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I was still hungover. Uh, but uh yeah, I, I think when I think people should really if they can get a team to go with, I know it's hard for teams to like actually get in or get enough players to go. But that's why we do like the New World of Waves thing. But I think people should, should look, if there's anything to tick off their flag football bucket listing, it would be to, to go to that and to save up for it. Because, you know, these opportunities might not come around again. So. Yeah, I my, my thing with it, it the last couple of years, can. and as much you said about no one's had anything to criticise about it, my my slight gripe with it now is that it's almost the half British tournament, um, because it has become so popular. It's, you just see a lot of the teams that mm. you see over here, and and that's its downfall now. Whereas I think that's why I preferred King Bowl the last time I went to it last year because it was probably ninety percent. Um, European and only that 10% British, whereas it's more like a 60-40, if not a 50, not quite 50-50, but it's getting close to a 50-50 split now of having British teams there, which is kind of takes away from the enjoyment of it a little bit. And it's almost like you want like a, a Champions League of of flag football, limited teams per country, um, like two or three per country, and then you can just go there <laughs> and play different teams. I, I'm, I'm not too sure if that's still there's that many extra tournaments yeah. they bring in now, and it's it's difficult and to keep up with them all. The problem, um, Rudy and I, well, I was just saying, like Rudy and I took a lot away from Big Bowl to sort of bring back for our own tournaments, but we're now struggling to actually schedule in um, our own tournament because 
the game has grown so much and there's other tournaments going on and outlaws going on and this, that and the other, that it's got to a point where like where there was nothing, um, it's almost a game or there's something going on every weekend now and it's saturated. So it's um it's great that it's grown uh, so big and it's getting its exposure, but at the same time it's lost that kind of um element of it being a bit more fun or a bit more niche, I guess, uh, for me personally. But yeah, to, to look forward to because there's always something you could do rather than think, yeah. oh yeah, a couple of months it's that massive tournament we're all going to, or now it's we're going to play here this week, next week we're going there, then we're going to play in that mini tournament, then we're going to have this little tournament, and then we're going to have a friendly here. It's but that kind of thing. It's because it's so big and like people just want to play. Yeah, but it, it, um, it's got to go that way, though, hasn't it? Really, so, if it's so, going yeah. to grow, it's, it's, it's quite. Hard. And I was talking to Ray Hodge of the North yeah. Titans earlier on today, and we were talking about the growth of the game and, and this and the other. And it, what it needs, as as good as it is for the adults, it needs to be like that at youth level. Now, it needs to start growing and matching the adult version for it to be that for me personally and, and and keep growing and be enjoyable but to have a, a, what have we got like 60 maybe pushing 70 teams in the UK now an adult it's not quite flowing through at the youth level and I'd like to see that sort of have parity if not take over at youth to be honest I think from that point of view when you're looking at it you need the, the cadets to bring the players through because as it was like a big issue at the at the at the Eagles, all the cadets moved up to the youth age group, who then moved up to the seniors, yeah. and they had nothing filtering through. I mean, I know I know that the the Huntsman Cadet Squad always turns up with a big, massive squad. I, if a lot more teams, if they can focus on the cadet squad and bring in that place, it all builds up, and then people will start looking more like international and European tournaments for the cadets yeah, and the totally youth teams. Yeah, I totally agree. And this was my point today with Ray. Um, Cadets-wise, there's more opportunities, I feel, that are there for um, the kids to play flag because they're doing it in schools. They've got the NFL Flag for Schools program going on and so on and so forth. Um, but they haven't got the conflicting um, time, game time with kitted, whereas at youth you have. So... Um, I think that flow from cadet into youth into adult isn't always seamless because um, take, for instance, my junior team, a large proportion of that um, play kitted as well now. So um, they're dual coded and a lot of them want to play kitted because that's what they watch on TV. That's what they watch the NFL and so on and so forth. Whereas if we can get the kids playing, more kids playing at cadet level at that under 12, under 13 age group before they kitted kicks in naturally it'll organically grow throughout the country and then flag will hopefully um sort of not be a sport in its own right because it already is but be more of a sport in its own right rather than having to compete with kitted once you get to the junior age group and, and and so on and so forth that's how i see it anyway and then you'll build hopefully to have that international um youth team again like you had years ago it's not competing then um because i feel there's great opportunities for it to ha have a gb youth team now it's just we're too far behind the curve with what everybody else is doing isn't it yeah what they're thinking about doing or i know mark was from the cougars thinking about getting um a friday night at big bowl for uh at like a youth slash cadet 
little mini tournament. Yeah, but you know, so they could stay and watch Seattle over the weekend. I don't watch for a weekend. I wouldn't want to do it personally. Um, it's great as a mm. one-off, but I'd want to play it. Yeah, weekend. I wouldn't want to be there, sat there watching the adults play. No, yeah, <laughs> all exactly. those hungover players. Unless math. Yeah, that's it. Running around in circles. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. Like uh, you know, the kids are the future, right? Um, and it's great that it's all in schools and everything now. But so now is the time because without them, like going to play flag afterwards, uh, you know, as adults, um, you know, the, the number of teams might start to dwindle once once the older players start to to peter out. You know, you need the, that youth to come yeah. through to my, my you know, be is part of teams to set them up, and stuff like that. It and it's growing and growing and growing um, in schools, but then they're not they're not Baffer. For me personally, Baffer should be doing more getting these kids then out of the schools and into community teams and then more community teams will pop up and grow and, and that will naturally um, mm. be a bigger sport. But if it's just played in schools where they just play against each other in school and then they go home and they've got nothing to do after or that school year then finishes and then they're not allowed to play it, it, it there's no um, jump up in level or transition for me. So we've I know some clubs do go into schools and they do it that way. It's not always doable. I can't personally do that, um, although I have been into some schools. But, yeah, it needs that growth at grassroots at the lower level. Uh, personally, for me, like, that's how I, I, I view the sport. So it would be great, like, you know, to go into schools and stuff. But I've, for my rooster teams, no one's ever said, ah, oh, this kid, you know, he plays here, whatever. He really likes it. He wants to join an adult team or is interested to come down. I don't think there's like any communications between the, the two parties, yeah, exactly. you know, so exposure. that they can be fed into like battle leagues or whatever. I mean, this is what I've said before. Hashtag Neil for GM. Jumping back <laughs> a little bit in this conversation, we, we've gone slightly off topic on that one, but it was a topic we were going to cover anyway. But going back to Big Bowl, Noel has had a team there many, many years. And each year you get a new jersey. What's been your, your favourite jersey that you've created for Big Ball? I I really like the... the um, that was the first one, wasn't it? Uh, the Lederhosen one, sorry. Um, yeah, the first one. Uh, mainly because I, I went as like, a, not an official stag do thing, but just like uh, I was getting married and uh, it, it just seemed a fun thing to do. And obviously, uh, I'm a quarter German anyway, so I could kind of get away with wearing lederhosen. Not sure about everyone else, but... And obviously, it's in Germany, so, you know, it all went hand in hand. And I just think the design's really cool. Although I do like the lumberjack one. Um, so I'm torn between the two of them. But I'd probably say lederhosen just because it was the first time. And it was okay, I'm, I'm going to be controversial. I love to it for me as well. I thought it was great. I thought it was brilliant getting the looks off people as we were walking around and people wanting to take photos. But I loved the lumberjack one more. Um, for one, it was it just looked slicker uh, for me personally. But for the great reason that it was me and not Ashton Zachary who went onto the field with the axes and chopped down um, Craig Henry for the celebration uh, that was recorded by the. Uh, raccoons not your raccoons marcus but um it, it was just a great kit it was it I, I could actually wear that one out like 
or play. You know what I mean? It's, it's a decent top. So for me, out there, I've only actually played in the two um, that Nerola went in. I think um, one was the Lederhosen and one was the uh, Lumberjack one, if I remember rightly. But um, yeah, for me, the, the Lumberjack one all the way. And that was unscripted too, but that that celebration. Um, well, I, I just remember, you know, Neil just running on in, thinking, "What the hell is he doing?" With these two axes, plastic axes. And uh, luckily, like Craig went along with it. Otherwise, <laughs> it might have been a bit awkward. Um, but yeah, it, it was just amazing. And the fact that the, the guys from Germany. I think it's the most watched thing uh, we've, we've done. It on tape was <laughs> like just amazing. And uh, I remember. Yeah, it, it's just crazy. And we, we had like the fake beards as well. It's a bit Taliban y. But, um, and then I, I was cutting the arms off as well, you know, the next day. But, you know, see, so you, you probably look like a bit of, you, you know, what's his name? Uh, Tiger Man. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great kit as well. So, yeah, like Lumberjacks slash uh, Lederhosen for me. So we've looked back at the past of New Orleans. What's the future for New Orleans? Um, so in terms of, like, tournaments and stuff, um, we've already sort of, like, discussed we want to do one, uh, if not this year, next year. Um, I want to call it the Sick Bowl because obviously um, it's sick that we're doing a 10th one. And obviously with what's been going on, um, I think it's a bit of a play on words. I don't know whether that's going to go down with, well with people or not. Um, but yeah, tournament wise, we want to sort of like start again, really, don't we? We want to do the 10th one and then maybe uh, look at maybe doing some more. Um, kit wise, that's really a, a question for Rudy because he's the uh, main man when it comes to the kits. Yeah, I'd say. Um, well, we got a lot of a lot of flag teams as well that they've got. We're just waiting for their deliveries, basically, because I couldn't get them out in time after having to to be locked down, basically. But um, yeah, we've got. Assuming Big Bowl does go ahead, um, there's another New Orleans team uh, going out there, and um, people have probably guessed already, but it, it's kind of based on uh, the Flint Tropics from. The amazing uh, film by Will Ferrell. Um, so yeah, it's all like a, like a basketball themed one. Looks really really cool. Uh, so assuming it all goes ahead, that'll be revealed soon. Um, and then yeah, we've got some other uh, other types of sports like baseball. We're, we're kitting out, and it, it's just at the minute kind of waiting and seeing what's happening with all, all the you know the coronavirus. You, you know so. But no, no, lots of things happening in the future. Have you mentioned... Ah, oh, one thing as well. Oh, sorry, just wanted to do a little plug. Sorry. Uh, at the minute, we've, got, we've had some loads of like, entries in for basically you can design your own personal jersey and, and the best design, they'll actually get it made for them. Uh, so we've had some great, great ideas come in and it's open to like, you know, all all sports like baseball, basketball, flag football, American football. Um, so it's just a way to get people kind of involved and the creative juices flowing while they're locked down, uh, you know, just to keep things active in the game, basically. So, yeah, that ends soon. So get them in quick. Send us a message on Facebook. You're putting a bit of pressure on my editing like, timeline now, aren't Let's you? Let's get it into the hour. Let's do it. We've got four minutes. And... I mean, so you mentioned all the, the jerseys that you've done and you're going into different sports. Looking at flag football or American football, we'll go down outside. I'm not even going to guess how many you've jerseys you've created for different teams. 
what has been your your favourite one? And I'll, I'll even put one in here. I'm hoping it's not the same as either of you guys. Not mentioning my own team. Well, not mentioning the raccoons. I would say that my favourite one that you've done so far is possibly the Bedford Blackhawks first one with the, the extra print on the, on the jersey. Was that the, the black one or the white I think one, it sorry. was the white one that had the extra print on the purple. That was the first jersey of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the you one. mean like the retro 70s style? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. That's a good one, that is. Uh, Jake Cooper, um, I believe it, it was him and maybe someone else who, uh, who came up with that. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. And you've used it on like the spats as well and lots of other different things. Uh, personally for me, um, not one of my favourites. Um, but yeah, no, good much. choice. Um, Aberdeen Oil Cats first one we did for them, I think is the best by far we've done. Um, it's slick. And I was gutted when they changed it. It's just, mm. it's just classy and slick and the colours and the, and the, um, the logo on it, and I honestly feel that's like the best one we've done, and that was one of the earlier ones we did as well. I think that was um, late 2013, early 2014, mm. um, that we supplied him with that one. So yeah, that's classic uh, in my eyes, and um, for me, that's that's the best one we've done. Nothing's going to match that. Um, there's been a lot of good ones along the way, but yeah, that's that's easily the best one for me. Um, for me, obviously, not our kits included. <laughs> Because that'd be unfair. Um, I... <laughs> it's nothing wrong with red and black, right? Uh, with a bit of white thrown in. Actually, egg shell. Because um, we're roosters. Uh, for me, personally, I make a couple of tweets, but I really like uh, Salisbury Marauders. Is that the teal uh, one? I, ju- I just love the colourway. It's just, yeah. a, just amazing. Uh yeah, well, the, the black and teal. So, like, basically, you, you got the, the teal bit here that's taken from the, you know, the, the pirates uh, bandana thing. Um, See, so yeah, I just love it. Um, I also think as well that I'll pronounce it wrong, but the Chichester shot. That's a good one, actually. This black one. Yeah, that's good. Chichester. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think Mick, the Mick one, Smith mentioned yeah, that on one of the even um, though the white, the green, all of those really are really like that one. Really nice. Um, yeah, that's classic. That's that's a good one. Mm. They took a long time to change their jersey as well, and come on board with us. But yeah, that's that's actually one of the far better ones that we've done. But I love you know everyone's got subjective views on what they like. So uh, um, I, I like them all. You, you know, there's no bad ones. Um, but they're, they're my. Um, What's they're yours? They're my two. I gotta say two. So sorry, black, two favourites. Uh, Bedford Blackhawks, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Blackhawks. I think it is the little extra bit that, that I did prefer yeah. on it. It made it something different than the normal black and purple one that they've got. I think that one's that one's nicer personally. But um, yeah, we've done. You're asking like how many we've done. I don't know how many we've done, but we worked it out a couple of years ago that we had something like a sixty percent share of the market, didn't we, of flag teams, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, it's been so many. It's just, it's just crazy, really. You know, you know. Uh, but they're the ones that stand out for me. But you might also like the the new Bedford Black Courts one coming out, like purple with gold. That's really nice. I think out of the female but, ones, yeah, I, think the, I still uh, like my choices. One, I don't like your choices too. That new one we've done for them, I think that's that's a really good one. In fact, I think that was up there for Jersey of the Year, if not won it. 
um, last year, did it? Yeah, that's 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 a really good strong jersey that we've done because the sublimation with yeah. the logo on it, um, yeah, really stands out. And because it's a new team, and it's a bit different as well. Yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah, and don't forget the um, yeah, but they love that up there. Well. Shout yeah, out to those guys up there over the last few years, and it, they generate quite a lot of money for the charity. So yeah, it's difficult. But well, more wardrobes like full of them. Um, I don't have to wear any of the clothes for the rest of my life. It's always one of those ones where you design someone's jersey and then just print one off for yourself. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, uh, it's always good to have a, a spare one every now and again. Um, yeah. There's like, yeah there's, have you got a second choice, Marcus? Well, if I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to pick the raccoons. Put you on the spot. Um, I'm going to be. Can I be slightly biased and go for the first and fifteen nah. podcast jersey that I've got? What about your um, your missus's hoodie, mate? That's clearly classic. Uh, not that one either. The you know the Huntsman colorway one that you. Which one was that uh, one? Your wife loves wearing. Well, she, well, she wasn't yeah, really yeah, good. She chose them. Colors, was she? Ah, <laughs> she. Yeah, that's the one she's got. Yeah. Wasn't that that hoodie she she liked as well? Yeah, the, the the hoodie yeah, that's red and black that, right? with the Huntsman yeah, logo on it, the the scout group that she was with <laughs> that was green and gold for Nottingham yeah. University. Nothing suspicious going on here. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Absolutely nothing there. There's a funny story behind that, really. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I got a message from um, <laughs> she messaged me. No. What was the colours of not not um, University? <laughs> I was like, it's gold and green. So she she took those colours for her scouts. <laughs> And Marcus, right. Marcus was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, really. At wow. that point, I was. Oh dear. At that point, I was there, coaching the Wolverines, you know, a, a local rival sort of thing. And next thing I know, she's sporting <laughs> the colours of Neil Wymer's team every day. <laughs> she knows class when she sees it. <laughs> it's got to hurt. Does she still wear it nice and proudly? No, I am. Um, uh, to show you, I put it on top <laughs> of the wardrobe. Like to get it we were in the Cohen Bowl a few weeks ago, and it was mentioned um, that she was not allowed. <laughs> it. It's, it's the slightly dodgiest part of it when you know when she turns up to support my son playing in the Cougars to- in the Cougars teams, and she's wearing a, a, a colours from the other team. <laughs> Nothing to see here, kids. Nothing to see here. I mean, I think there's there's always that bit of the, the colour schemes when you have to look at new teams. And or, or new topics. Mm. I mean, like the, the first and the first and fifteen podcast, I stuck with the raccoons colours of orange and grey, and then recently discovered that yes, they are the the colours for the Sheffield Steelers ice hockey team as well. Something I never really thought about before. Best team in the well, it doesn't, uh, the league doesn't team, right? really continue. So no, no I think one, one of my biggest gripes as well. That's just changing subject here. Not so much colourways <laughs> of kit because that's always uh, there's only so many colours, but team names. Like using the same team names, like Titans. Do we need more Titans in in the world? Do we need more? Like I remember Newcastle Blackhawks were furious when Bedford Blackhawks used the name Blackhawks. It's like, do your research, look around the league and see what teams are already about. It's like, don't use the same name as somebody right, yeah. else. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think the the the, the Bedford guys because they were part of the uh, Ouse Valley, um, Ouse Valley something. Um, so I think that's where Black no, came right. from for that one. That is correct, actually. Um, I'm, you know, stand corrected if not. But yeah, they were part of the. Um, so yeah, that's. And I guess sometimes people think that they're not ever going to meet each other. Like, will they ever go to Newcastle for a game? 
only like in finals or whatever. Everyone gets yeah, a little bit well. a bit hissy, don't they? Sometimes because then they're like Coldedale nights, Steel City nights, does that? I mean, obviously, yeah, it, you've really. all created. All three of us here have created a new team for themselves. So you've got the Roosters, the Huntsmen, and the Raccoons. Did you did you try looking into your area's history and try and work out a team um, from that? Me personally, yeah, mine was. Um, I already knew obviously the Leicester Eagles, and mine was. Um, there's a funny story about this actually. So, Leicester Huntsman, I chose the name because it was originally supposed to be in Market Harbour because it's a hunting area. Not that I, I support hunting at all, but it is a traditional name for, for Leicester. Um, and then it turned out I was actually in the, um, uh, uh, the NFL game, I was at the Greenman pub, and a guy turned around to me wearing, looking at my jersey, he went, Oh, Leicester Huntsman, they were a great team. I said, We've only just set them up. But then I was in a car with Andrew Gamble. We were on the way to Opal and I was refing and he, he was telling me about there was a Leicester Huntsman kitted team um, in the 90s. I had no idea when I set the club up that was the case. We even wear the same colourway, which is crazy. Um, so I always like find that's a pretty amazing story about setting up my own club. Um, but yeah, Huntsman comes from being from Leicestershire and it being a hunting uh, county. And again, not I support it at all. In fact, our logo it's supposed to be ironic. It's the fox inside the hunting kit doing the hunting. So um, I'm not sure where Rudy gets his from, to be honest. Well, the little bit of history uh, to us. Um, and it's all thanks to um, Dan Williamson, um, who plays with us. Um, he was there, you know, around about the same time as like setting it up. And I was asking him, you know, like team names, stuff like that. Uh, so originally I was thinking like something to do with mining, obviously, or so, something like that, you know, with the north and all, you know, miners and all that kind of thing. But uh, he mentioned that Rotherham used to have a rugby team called the Roosters, the Rotherham Roosters. So I thought, OK, that sounds pretty cool. It's also kind of a play on my name, too. So that's how the name came about. And then the kit design was basically uh, taken in a way from the Sydney Roosters rugby team then if you've ever seen them but they've got like a, a triangle uh that down their neck and uh phil hine from uh midnight seven uh design he came up with the actual uh design of the kit uh which i just thought looked really really cool so that's kind of how those two got together so yeah originally it was a rotherham roosters and then i, I changed it to the South Yorkshire Roosters, just to give it a bit more of a, a wider appeal, rather than just I mean, like, the, the gunslingers gone for that side as well. The the South Midlands, yeah, but didn't they do as that they were known in the Baffer League? They blatantly didn't want to play in London, so they just whacked Midlands in front of it. Well, with the Baffer <laughs> League setup, I'm not going to comment at all. You can add a citation to that later. I'm not sure that's the case. Just <laughs> I think they were told yeah, they have I to have a, a location name, so that's why they went for. Okay, if you look at the Black Widows um, not having their name in front of them, um, I think that it was more of a um, myth than an actual state, uh, factual statement. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that they just called themselves that because uh, Jordan didn't want to be put in the uh, league in London. So he was just like, well, you know, screw you. We're going to call the Midlands Gunslingers or whatever. It's pretty cool as well because it's like smog when they anagram it, whatever. Uh, South Midlands Outlaw Gunslingers or whatever. That's uh, so why they called themselves Smog for a little bit. Quite lucky, I'm, I guess. Founding of, founding but, um, of knowledge, Rudy. Yeah. I didn't know that, Neil, why they, they changed it to that. Uh, yeah, it one good, thing, actually. before I forget, I really like 
now you mention it, Neil, the Black Widow's jersey as well. I got to say that that's cool. So Andrew Grant, Gambaril, sorry. Um, yeah, Andrew, you, he was involved with that one. Um, that's a cool one. You have your full history lesson of Nuola and Rudy and Neil there. Hope you've all enjoyed listening to this one. I'd like to thank Rudy and Neil not only for coming on today's show and talking us through the, the, the big history of Nuola and the future of Nuola, but also for being the sponsors of this show and the, the other podcasts that will hopefully be coming up. And, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll be thanks, continuing Marcus. to expand. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Um, I know it's quite long, it's like an hour and 10 minutes, but given the fact that a lot of people are working, yes, sir. bored, yeah. give us something to listen to for an hour or so. Because can I just say a couple of things? Uh, that thank you ever so much for like doing these podcasts and stuff. Um, that they're really good fun to listen to. Uh, so thank you for that. I think it helped the sport as well. Um, you know, so people can listen to it and just, you know, just say it's, it's a lot of fun, basically. Uh, and just want to thank, you know, all the teams that have, you know, been with us from the start just recently. Uh, without you guys supporting us, we, we can't really support the league. So I'd just like to say thank you for everyone, you know, for investing in us. Uh, and we hope that we've invested in the sport and, and try to get it out there as much as we can. Yeah, if it wasn't for um, the, um, all the social media stuff. Really so, definitely yeah, just a big thank you to everyone, really. The opportunities that have uh, come our way over the last seven years. So I'm um, very thankful to everyone for supporting us and uh, getting invested in what we do and uh, mm. letting us give it back, really. And don't forget that everybody mm. wants, wants to enter that competition. So, yeah. Hopefully I'll get this one out before the, the, the deadline. You can do it. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.